This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the best social media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. She's so confident there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Elizabeth Bayless. But before we get to Elizabeth, two quick things. Wanted to say, first of all, thank you as we start every show by thanking the audience, you who are listening. We wouldn't do this and we couldn't do this without your support. And we are, even this month, we have more listeners than we did last month, which means you are telling a friend. So thank you for continuing to tell other real estate professionals about this show. And the second thing is we just relaunched and rebuilt from the ground up our website. Please check it out. It's keepingitrealpod.com. Now, most of you are probably not listening through our website, which is perfectly fine. Um, You probably are listening through a podcast app and that's great. But if you're curious, check out our website because what you can do there that you can't do on your podcast app is actually separate all of our episodes by category. So for example, if you like the coaching moments with Ryan D'April, you could actually listen to all of Ryan's in order right on our website. So definitely check that out, keepingitrealpod.com. Again, guys, thanks for continuing to support our sponsors, our guests, and of course, for continuing to listen. And now, on to our interview with Elizabeth Bayless. Today on the show, we have Elizabeth Bayless from the Bayless Group at Compass here in Chicago. Uh, Elizabeth Bayless was raised in Miami Beach. She's been married almost 52 years. Um, Now, she did spend one year living in the suburbs, but realized she loved city life and came back in 1973. Uh, She began her career actually in 1980 when her daughters were young. And back then, the interest rates were 18%. So she definitely wasn't immediately overwhelmed with business. um, But that slow market gave her the time to learn the basics, get involved with her local association, and continue her community involvement, as well as be available for family time. At the same desk for over 33 years now, uh, and in February of 2019, the Bayless Group joined Compass in Lincoln Park here in Chicago. She's been a top 1% producer forever. Uh, she's a legend in the Chicago uh, real estate uh, in market here, and we're so excited to have her on the podcast. And I'm a huge fan of her daughter, we should give a quick plug to your daughter too, oh, Stacy Bayless. That would be great. <laughs> we, we love Stacy Bayless. Um, if you're into chick lit, that is Stacy's uh, one of her her specialties. But definitely check out Stacy Bayless. But anyway, we're here to talk about Elizabeth. So Elizabeth, thank yes. you uh, and welcome to. The, oh, by the way, before we welcome you, please visit Elizabeth and the Bayless Group at baylessgroup.com. Also follow them on Instagram, which is at. Bayless Group, and that's Bayless, B-A-L-L-I-S. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. 
Thank you very much. We are, I'm really, really excited. At, when I started the show four years ago, you were at the very top of our list uh, to have as a guest. And so we're so excited to, to finally have you. So thank you so Happy much. Happy to be here. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So um, I would love to know, you've been in Chicago real estate forever, um, for, for 33 years. 40, Tell us sort of how, years. <laughs> oh my gosh, for, I have old information, 41 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us how you got involved. Um, it was really a serendipity because our, our kids were in nursery school and um, one of my friends was selling her home right down the street from us on Mohawk. And, um, and I knew one of our neighbor, one of our you know, family people was looking for a house. So I kind of connected them. And so over the years, I just kind of watched that process. And it just seemed like it would be a good fit as my kids got a bit older. Deborah was eight and Stacy was 10. And it, as I said, as you know, uh, it was 18% interest rate. So um, I didn't need to go to an office. I had very little business, but I did get involved. So that's just you know how it came about. And my first listing, of course, was family, my mother-in-law. So, sure. and from there, here we are, 41 years well, later. Amazing. Um, and, and so talk a little bit, you, you have seen so many ups and downs in the market, obviously. Now we're in, we're in a challenging time. Um, has obviously activity has shifted. Um, are you just as busy as ever and busy in a different way or are things slower or? I think, um, no, they're, they're definitely not busy in the busy way. I mean, we sure. are keeping busy and I think we're staying positive because there are things that we are selling during this time. I think it's shifted and I think the new normal might actually be helpful for all of us because one thing I'm really bad at is setting boundaries. So I'm the, I'm the, you know, live to work and my partner, daughter, Deborah is the work to live, right? Sure. So I really feel like some of the things we're doing now, which is asking people to look at videos before they make an appointment, see the floor plan, see the pictures, because many people don't and their agent makes appointments for them and they walk in the door and they go, oh, not really. So everybody's so much more involved in online before they make appointments often and even call us, but it has moved in that direction. And I think that's a good thing, but we have had several transactions doing it this way. And it teaches us that, you know, that doing Zoom and doing all of that is a, a way that we can all have boundaries and have more family time. Yeah, it, it is. It is nice because it does allow agents to be more e efficient, at, at least in, you know, you can now have your first appointment virtually, which, maybe isn't the preferred way, but certainly the safe way. And, and maybe we'll continue even after everything goes back to normal. I, I, I know for sure, I was thinking about this recently, that for agents that purchase leads from places like Zillow and you know, other, other lead providers, um, what a great way to have a first face-to-face -face virtually just for safety's sake and at least getting a sense of the energy of the other person versus maybe meeting them you know, at a property, which you probably shouldn't do if you've never met somebody anyway. But, right. but you know, now at least you can have some face-to-face -face time and everyone's been conditioned now, even people who aren't as tech savvy to use video conferencing. So I'm hoping that it'll just make maybe things a little bit safer, I guess. If I can do it, anybody can do it because I am like really low tech. <laughs> I'm still well, learning. You, you have seen, I mean, I, I, I would say hundreds, but it's probably thousands of agents uh, come and go um, throughout your career. Right. You've seen people become extraordinarily successful uh, like yourself. And you've also seen people who struggle um, and maybe who have even left the industry uh, for, you know, for a number of reasons. And I'm, I'm curious if you have any thoughts about 
what seems to be working for agents or what you've seen work or what you would recommend? Um, because we have listeners who would, you know, love to, to get to your level. Um, just curious if you have any suggestions about prospecting or, or, or doing a better job as an agent. Just curious what's worked for you. I think over the years, because I've always been involved in association committees and gotten to know a lot of the other agents, I started there because, again, I didn't have much business. And so I was sure. on a lot of committees from uh, the Chicago Association of Realtors. But I, you know, I have determination and I know that hard work has success. And so one of the things I think is really important for agents to remember is to be kind because it doesn't yeah. cost anything to be kind. And we often are seeing that other agents who we work with all the time, our buyers and our sellers, they come and go, but we have to work with each other. And um, I find that agents that really make it in this business are really, really nice people. And they typically are kind and they work really hard for the transaction, not for themselves, for their next paycheck. They right. work to make sure on both sides. And that makes it so nice when you get um, a transaction where both agents are working equally hard for the same end goal. Yeah, I just had um, Rachel Scheid, uh, who's a, a Coldwell Banker um, branch manager on, on a couple of days ago. And she was saying something very interesting. Um, and she's also very involved in Chicago Association of Realtors. Um, and, and she was saying about being kind, she said, you know, it's amazing that sometimes when there's multiple offers, she goes, it, it's, it, I can't exactly explain why, but sometimes when people know who I am and, and they've had experiences with me and I have a personal relationship with the listing agent or the you know, broker on the other side of the deal, she's like, I have won offers where I was not the highest bidder uh, simply because I had a, you know, people like, people like her. Well, I ditto. I absolutely agree with that because they can say, I know this is not maybe as high as the other offer, but I know this will get done. I know that yeah. this will bring us a qualified person. There won't, not that there won't be any hiccups because in this life there are always hiccups, but that person, and I know our team is like that. We are going to hustle to make sure that every, everything gets done and that it gets to closing. And that, but then we have a relationship with them after so that that becomes our referral source, of course. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, back to getting involved in, in, in committees and, and being involved in your local community. Um, how important has that been for you? Obviously, it fills you up. It's, it's certainly you have a sense of uh, fulfillment and pride around it. Um, but I imagine also, and which is not the reason you're not doing it for this reason I'm about to mention, but I imagine it's probably helped your business as well, right? I th absolutely. And, it, and, no, and it's very intangible to know what it is that you've done um, in the course of your life that, that does that. But we, uh, we left the suburbs. We, as you said, we tried it for a year. It didn't work for us. And we came back when actually was, Deborah was a, a baby. And we got involved in the public schools because the city of Chicago public schools were not excellent. And we wanted our children to have education in the public schools. So we had moved to Lincoln Park in 1973. And for the agents that know, know the city, they'll know that in 1973, my in-laws thought we'd lost it. And why are you there? Lincoln and, Park is, was um, a very different place back then. A very different place. But um, our neighbors had been there 70 years and we felt really safe and, and loved there. And we got involved in the public schools and creating them. Uh, my husband helped create the LaSalle Language Academy, which was the first magnet, one of, wow. one of the first. And from there, you know, Lincoln Park High School and the International Baccalaureate. But 
bottom line is all of those relationships that we gained with our neighbors and creating not only good schools for our children, but fast forward and there are so many good schools in the city now that people actually stay instead of going to the suburbs. So those relationships is on one side of it. I, I was the president of the Chamber of Commerce in the 90s and you, you just meet a lot of people and then eventually that comes back to help your business, which is, as you say, not my intent. It was, I believe in paying it forward. Someone helped me when I was young and I, that's always been my goal too. Yeah, I had on, um, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I had on Jordan Pyle, who's right, he's with Keller Williams. He is uh, the president of the YPN at, at Carr. Oh. And, and he, he's a lovely guy, um, young guy. And I said, just out of curiosity, Jordan, I go, have you ever, is there ever been business that's come your way because you're serving on, on YPN? Which I would assume the answer is no, not really. It's, you know, it's not really what it's for. And he's like, he goes, it's the weirdest thing. He said, 40% of my business now are referrals from other agents who just, you know, they don't, they have a client moving to the city and maybe they're in the suburbs or whatever. And he goes, it is the strange, and he's really involved at Keller Williams as well. And he goes, people from all over the country just call me now, other brokers who go, I have a client. And I said, 40%. He goes, I didn't think I'd ever get a referral that way. I've never asked for one. And he goes, it's just from being really involved. So. And I, and I find the same thing because I, I have an ABR and a CRS and a GRI and all of these designations that yeah. so they take extra effort to get. But sure. I, I do get a lot from the, the CRS community, and I think that that's, that that's great. And I think, you know, being involved in and supporting our PAC and the, and the political action yes. committees, which do so much to help us have a career, um, yeah. all of those things are important, and they do come back to help us. Yeah, this is a good reminder for all of our listeners. If you're not contributing to some of those, those groups, um, your local association, reach out to them and see how you can get involved, either donating money uh, with your dues or your time or your energy. Um, these are organizations that help keep real estate agents employed and, and, and viable, uh, and they fight for you, and they make sure that you know, your, your future is, is, uh, is bright. So don't, uh, you know, don't be stingy with your, uh, with your um, donations because it's something that really, truly helps. And we've had people on the show who are part of those lobbyist groups, and they talk about how critical it is that donations do come in, especially during you know, these kind of times. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, and you know, I also wanted to to talk about your group because you work with you have what two two team members currently? Yes, um, we are multi generational. Uh, yeah. I'm the baby boomer, and then Deborah is the Gen X, and Nicole Niermeyer, who just had her first child, are millennials. So we cover it all, and and, and we all bring something different to the table. They ha they just ho hose me down and say, okay, we'll take care of this, <laughs> especially when it comes to technology. Yeah. Well, it, and you've, you've probably, you probably counsel. I know a lot of newer agents come to see you to find out, to, to learn and, and get, you know, a small degree of mentorship as well. Um, and, and what are some of the things you tell new agents to do? So if somebody just gets their license, I mean, obviously right now is a kind of an unusual time, but I, you know, my girlfriend is a good example. So she's, um, she was a uh, in-house leasing for um, a building called Catalyst in the West Loop. And now she's wanting to go off on her own and be her own, you know, in, in her own production. And she's like, well, I don't know if right now is the right time because the market's changed. And, and I said, I don't know. I think it's actually a perfect time because you can so. start to develop the relationships right now. Correct. And I mean, it goes back to when I got my license because I, I mean, I Same thing. Yeah. Right. I affiliated with a company that had like three people, the woman who had been, 
um, the referral source for the, the house down the street. And, and I, they didn't have any, any uh, education there. So right. I was learning and still am by sometimes the seat of my pants. I mean, Compass provides so many un unbelievable tools, but I never had a CRM or anything. Sure. So, sure. Um, but now would be a great time because you can get all the nuts and bolts and get mentorship. And I think that if you, you know, it's good to have somebody be part of a team if you can, because if you, if you trust them and believe that you can learn something that way, some people need that. I did. Um, and I had someone that mentored me and I have mentored many, many people. And sometimes even when you're having your first deal, I've had lots of, lots of experiences with, you know, someone doing their first transaction and I get to help them that way too, again, because I want the deal to go smoothly. So I think that it, it's very important. And if you can get somebody to mentor you and be a part of a team while you grow your business, my goal has always been to have somebody who came into my team be there as a career path, not necessarily to build their business and then go out on their own. And sure. um, Rachel Krieger, who I think you might know, sure. Rachel was with me nine years and we had a great relationship and still do, but she went out on her own and she's been a top producer ever since. So that makes me proud. But I want yeah. people to stay with me forever. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, Ryan, uh, uh, Ryan D'April, who has his own company. Um, and, right. uh, and he comes on once a month to do coaching. And I say, because um, Ryan's really big into coaching, that's what he loves to do. And he said, whenever uh, somebody he coaches gets to a certain level and they leave his firm and if they go to another firm, he goes, you know, I, he goes, I used to get kind of upset about it and depressed. He's like, and then I realized it's the best compliment ever because yeah, because I helped them get to that level. And he goes, Correct. you know, some, some people, sometimes people just need a change. And, uh, but it, it is, uh, you know, I know you've, you've worked with a lot of brokers over the years and, and I know a lot of brokers who, who have sought you out because of your experience and, and obviously your professionalism and just how successful you've been. And also because um, I sat at the same desk for 33 years. So they knew where to find me. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. And, and, and when you were at your, uh, your, your office, which was at um, here in Lincoln Park, which right. you're, now, you're still in Lincoln Park, but um, I worked at a company where I was like two doors down from you right. and completely unrelated, which is how I met your daughter. Um, and uh, it's just so funny that here we are now. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so also uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, why you think your, cl why clients maybe choose the Bayless group. Um, I'd love to know what it is you think you guys do. That's, that's maybe not so much different from other brokers, but, but what the clients like about working with you. Um, I think authenticity maybe. Yeah. Um, I think we don't try to sell them a bill of goods. We try to tell them the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. And if we, if we are fortunate enough to work with them, we try to be honest always. And if it doesn't work, which hopefully it will, we tell them why we think, and it sometimes gets together. But I think that, I think just being yourself and they know that we're not doing it. Obviously we're doing this to earn a living. Uh, we all sure. do. But I think that them knowing that that's not our main goal uh, from that for, for them, which is that we want them to have a successful, a stress-free as possible, transaction as possible. Um, and I think that we bring that to the table and we work really, really hard and we go above and beyond what many agents will do. I mean, if I, I found out that one of my clients who no longer lives in town, we were doing a, um, and this is a good idea for people if you think to do this, we have homeowners exemptions here in Chicago, as you know, 
Mm -hmm. And I live in a um, building with 183 units. And I thought, oh, I wonder how many people are getting their homeowner's exemptions. And I went through the tax records for not only my building, which I then shared with all the people who were not getting them for 20 years and got to wow. me. But one of my clients who doesn't live in town, a previous client in a different building, I found out that her taxes had been sold. Her taxes had been sold because her accountant never paid them. No, so he wasn't here. And I, and I took the ball and I ran with it and I got them paid. You know, she said, we got them paid. And so those are the kinds of things that I think if you do that and people know that you, that you really care about them, not just that one transaction, but way, well beyond that years later, I think that that is why people call us. I hope so. Yeah. It's funny when I bought, I bought a condo uh, in a neighborhood in Chicago called Uptown, obviously you know it, but maybe sure. for our listeners. Um, and I did not take uh, advantage of the homeowner's exemption for a few years just because I was lazy and forgot about it. And I wasn't in real estate. I was a marketing guy. Um, and so I didn't really pay that much attention. And finally, somebody brought it to my attention. And um, it could have been any realtor. Uh, it, and it wasn't. It was I don't remember who, somebody like a neighbor of mine told me. So yeah. what a great, uh, you know, and I just, I, I was ignorant. I didn't know. You got to read, you can go back three years. I did. So, yeah. So, you know, if somebody wants to do, especially now while it's quiet and you have some time, you know, go for it, go back to your, you know, your clients. When we take a listing, we always look um, to find out if they've, if they've been getting it. And if not, we help them apply. Um, but those are the kinds of small things actually you could be doing during this time when you're trying to reconnect with your clients say, Oh, by the way, I just realized you're not getting your exemption. There you go. You know, the, yeah. The other thing I wanted to, another idea. <laughs> there you go. Um, I wanted to also ask how important you think it is for agents to try to specialize in a geographic area, meaning, yeah, of course you might take listings outside of that area, but having what I would call like your true North being, you know, one particular area. Um, is that something that, that you think is important? Yeah, I think it's important. And it goes back to when I first got my license and there was no business and somebody called and they, they wanted to live in Barrington, which is a suburb like 40 miles outside of Chicago. Yeah. And I said, sure, yeah. I'm happy to do that. And then I slept them out there. I had no clue what I was doing. Right. And this is so long ago that we had these great big books, you know, sure. for the multiple listing service, yeah. but Barrington did not have those. So you had to go to every office to find out what they had. Oh and my gosh. Then, and then it was Christmas and we, we took a family vacation. I came back and found out he had bought it from somebody that knew what the hell they were doing, which was not me. So uh, <laughs> no, we, we do you know, several neighborhoods in Chicago, but sure. we do not venture into the suburbs. We have wonderful referral relationships that we have, which is another thing I would recommend for, for agents that are just getting into the business. Get to know whatever company you're with. If they have other offices in the suburban market, um, sometimes you can, you know, call one from every, every office and see if you can have some kind of a, you know, collaborative um, sessions, especially now that there's Zoom, and then you can refer to each other. Um, I was so fortunate for the many, many years that, um, that I was working with our last company that we had President's Club, and every year we'd yeah. all get together, and we are all really, really close, even now, you know, yeah. even though many of us are in different places. So that's, you know, that's what I think. Yeah, it's really important too. And also for agents listening, obviously right now, open houses are, are probably for most of the country put on hold um, and in some places completely forbidden. But, um, but when things do reopen, 
Um, this is a great opportunity, especially within your own company, if, if you have uh, other agents there, to, to reach out and say, hey, when, when this all gets back to normal, if, if you, know, you, the listener, uh, the agent is not that busy, you know, if you have listings, I would love to do an open house for you. We have had so many guests on the show say they started their career doing open houses for other agents. Um, and what a great time to just build the relationship so that when those do come back, um, you know, maybe that agent would think about you the next time they need an open house. Right, except you know, here in, in Illinois, you have to be in the same company to. Do That's that. true. That is true. Yes. So definitely check <laughs> yeah. your license law. Do not. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's so funny you mentioned that. So I got a call recently, somebody that was looking to join our firm, and he said, um, uh, "You know, okay, so here he's a California agent, and we don't we're not licensed there." But he's like, "I said I'm getting my Illinois license, and here's my plan." I'm going to call agents from other offices and ask to do open houses. And I, I, I had, nobody had ever said that to me. And we have 700 agents at our own firms. I was kind of like, I go, that doesn't sound like something you can do, but hang on. And I called to the Illinois Association of Realtors. They have a legal hotline, which you know right. about. Yeah, and Betsy. they have attorneys there. And I talked to Betsy Urbans or, or who yeah, somebody else yeah. there. And I said, just, I just want to make sure this is okay. And she goes, that is absolutely no, not no, okay. okay. Right. Um, so and I had to call. Actually, that's how I found out. It's just, I called Betsy. Because, yeah, yeah. Because somebody wanted to co-list something with, with myself and somebody from a different company said, yeah. no can do. Right. Yeah, because it's confusing to the consumer. They don't know what's right. going on. And, and uh, so anyway, another good opportunity for everyone to re realize you have resources. Reach out to your state organizations or local and you can ask those kind of questions. But if you have agents in your own firm that work other areas, this is a great time to build those relationships because especially if you're not super busy, um, you know, this is a time to, to reach out and say, hey, I want to do open houses for you. So the moment that we can do that again, you know, please consider me. And, and yeah, that's just a great And I Go jump ahead. in here because I feel like sometimes you know, there's a suburban agent that calls you and says, I'd like to co-list this with you 50-50 or whatever. Right. And you're going, you're like 30 miles away and I'm here. How yeah. about you just refer? I only ever refer. I never do that co-list sure. because right. I want them to use their expertise to help my client do the best that they can. And I want my yes. clients to know that's not me. And even if it was in the city and the far side, you know, to take a listing somewhere that you don't really know, yeah. I even refer that to some of my colleagues. And, you know, we do that if we need to feel like we want to do the best we can. And that's not always us. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, too, that your reputation is everything. And if you're not you actually able to do a good job for that customer simply because you don't know the area then you're actually not it's not a smart idea even if it does earn a paycheck it's better to refer it out and uh and to somebody else and that client's going to be better served and your reputation's going to stay intact and just better for everyone and it's also not only about the location it's sometimes the property type yeah because there are property types that we are really really well versed in and there's some that that we don't feel quite as comfortable so in that case, if it's in the city, in our, in our market zone, we would ask somebody to co-list with us if we felt that sure. was necessary. Yeah, it's funny. We, one of the most, one of the hallmarks, uh, almost universal, um, universally expressed on the show from all the guests we've had, we've had 160 some guests, is that they have the willingness to walk away from a, uh, a client or a transaction if they felt, you know, I'm really not the best fit um, either maybe the client has unrealistic expectations, or maybe it's just a type of property they don't normally deal with, or in an area they're not used to. Um, the willingness to say, you know, I'm not the best fit, but so and so can help you. And 
it seems to be the, the willingness to walk away sometimes is, is really the smartest play. Well, sometimes it's hard too, because sometimes we have so much time invested yeah. in clients that will never meet their expectations. Yes. No matter what we do, we can't meet their expectations. And now you go, okay, now, now they make a change and then you're just watching to find out if it sells in three seconds after you've worked for six months. Um, right. to, so, I mean, it happens to all of us and, you know, and in some, some of these markets over, you know, 2008 and, and whatever, some of our colleagues, we all look at each other and go, we should just, you know, have musical chairs and just, you take it for a month and I'll take it for a month. Um, because many of my closest relationships are with um, people that are not even in, in my company. You know, they're just people sure. that I've made those relationships with over all these many years. I would also, I'd love to switch gears because I, I, I have a story that you're, I'd love to hear a story that you sent us um, about working with an NBA player because it's such oh. an unusual story. I love it. I mean, it makes sense logically what you're about to say, but I just love that they asked for this. Do you mind, do you mind sharing that rental story with so, us? So uh, we had a, a house listed and um, we were, it was a rental and this NBA player came and he really liked it. And it was, I mean, it was a great house. And they got back and, you know, you always reach out to the agent and go, you know, what can you tell us? Oh my God, he really loves the house, but he has a request. Okay, what is it? Well, he'd like you to change all the doors in the house to eight feet. And our, our, our owner said, no, I don't think so. But it was, yeah. it was pretty funny. Well, because he's got, he's probably seven feet tall and right, uh, right. needs. And, and this had really high ceilings. I mean, this is a house with like with a three, you know, three story, you know, dining room, but the yeah. doors were not tall. Oh, that's so funny. So I can't even imagine what the cost would be to the owner or to Yeah, I mean for you know, for you know, five thousand dollar a month apartment, I don't think so, you know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But was um were you were able to get the place rented to somebody who oh, didn't need very, very, input. very quickly, yes. Very quickly. <laughs> well well, Elizabeth, this this has been a lot of fun. I um I would love to uh to also tell everyone listening, because we don't just have real estate agents that listen. We have buyers, sellers, renters, investors uh, who also listen. And, and Elizabeth is truly one of the, the, the great Chicago realtors for, for 40 plus years. Um, if there is anyone listening who's looking to work with the Bayless Group, either you or, or your teammates, um, what's the best way someone should reach out to you? Um, I would just write an email to info, I-N-F-O at Bayless, B-A-L-L-I-S group.com. And also please follow them on Instagram, which is Bayless Group. And then also visit their website, which is baylessgroup.com. Um, and, and their website is really cool. I was telling Elizabeth beforehand, it's one of the best looking realtor sites I've seen. Um, so it's a, a nice model even for anyone listening across the country who's thinking about building a website. Make it look like that because that well, is a good one. Thank you very much. Thank you. We, we just did that and um, it took us a long time and we're very proud of it. And I appreciate it very much. Yeah, I, I like my it daughter all. your regards. Oh, yeah. So, and also, everyone listening, check out Stacy Bayless, the author. Uh, that's uh, Stacy uh, C E Y. Um, and uh, and she's she's a very, very, very well known writer and author. Um, and uh, and also Elizabeth's daughter. So, we're, we're and, and a, a, an old friend of mine, and I, I, I adore her. She's the sweetest person ever. Um, that's great. Thank you. Well, uh, Elizabeth, thank you for being on our show. We, we could not be more appreciative of um, your time. Uh, and I know how busy you are. Um, even Not though these we're all days, stuck, as you can tell, I'm, I'm out of the country. Um, well, yes, it I'm looks sure. very, very serene and peaceful. Yeah, I, I, 
I, I could use some of that uh, here in the city. Um, but we, uh, we of course, uh, wish you continued success. On behalf of the listeners, I want to thank you for your time today. And also on behalf of, of Elizabeth and myself, we want to thank the listeners for continuing to support our show. And we ask that you just do two quick things before uh, turning off the episode. Number one, please tell a friend. Think of one other real estate agent that could benefit from having heard this interview that you just did with Elizabeth and send them a link to this. Uh, you can find us online at our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. Also, the second thing, please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. Not only do every day we find an article that someone's written online designed to help you grow your business and we post a link to it, but we also post these videos that are the, the episodes we're doing live as we're recording them. We post the videos so you can watch us while we're recording uh, instead of having to wait a few weeks for us to publish an episode. So um, on, again, Elizabeth, thank you so, so much. This was a pleasure and an honor for us. And um, yeah, let's, let's hope we all go back to normal soon. There'll be a new normal, but I hope we do too. And, and I, am, I am so jealous of looking out at all of the, the uh, wildlife and, and trees in your background. And just, I've seen a few birds fly by. Yeah, it just yeah. looks, yeah, looks it's absolutely amazing what's beautiful. going on with less cars on the roads. But here it's always pretty nice, but there are a lot more animals out here now. And you can see the stars out where you are, yes, which is can. even better. Yes. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you, Elizabeth. Have a Bye-bye. great day. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.